0: Drive time on RTE Radio One, sponsored by Zurich. When investment performance matters, make sure your savings are with Zurich. Visit Zurich.ie to find out more. Thank you very much indeed, Andrew, uh, for that. Charlotte Burns, new GA president, Kochord, Falls Rutrik Drive Time.
1: a privilege more than a copy more a Well, do you
0: know, Charlotte, it really uh, I actually believe you <laughs> when you say that, that it means so much to you because I've seen the reports of you going back to your parish, going back to your uh, Silverbridge Club, the um and it seems to have been a goal of yours for some time and a concerted effort on part of a community to get you elected of the GA. Am I right?
1: Yes, uh, Silverbridge is a very small community in South Armagh and I would have to say like in many other communities in the north, you know, the GAA isn't simply recreational distraction for us, it is our life, it's everything that we have and the GAA was there for us at a time, difficult, dark times throughout my childhood in the 70s and 80s and for us, for our little club, our little corner of insignificance as we would all have seen of us, uh, we've never won a championship and we're in the shadow of that great club across the who have won mm-hmm. so many championships in all Ireland and who give us such great example uh, for us to, for us now not just me but for our club to have produced a President of the GAA is a really incredible honour and almost hard to believe
0: It struck me as I was reading about you Jarlith for this interview that you played juvenile football uh, in Armagh right throughout the Troubles and you played county football in that transitionary period from violence to peace Um, And the GA in that transitionary period then has been in many areas a a kind of a bridge building uh, mechanism for for at a community level. Does that inform or will it inform your presidency?
1: It will to an extent, uh, Cormac, but we've moved away from that time now. We've moved into a completely different era in the north. And I suppose one of the things that does inform against the fact that I know what it was like because I played at the worst possible time that you could have played uh, county football because I remember when Paddy Moriarty was our man and Rosemary Nelson was also a solicitor in Lorgan and she was murdered and Paddy Moriarty got got a call to say that his life could be in danger as well. And we actually had to stop training for about maybe two months around that time, and just training our clubs uh, alone. But thankfully, those days are are over us now, and we're in very, very much brighter days. And uh, the North is a completely different place now. But the the G A S people of the north and and it really it speaks to the basic uh, instinct that we have as irish people in the love of your local place and i think that's very important in the world in in today's in modern society.
0: Mm-hmm. What do you think your your or what will your priorities be as president of the GAA Jarlath? Well
1: as somebody who came from the
0: playing side of things um
1: cor- was, well, that was the highest point. You know, do you know Charlotte, I the that.
0: line, just to be fair to you, the line is breaking up a little bit. So, what we'll do is, we if you uh, have a little bit of patience, listener, we'll try and re establish a better line with uh, Charlotte Burns. You can send us your questions and observations to 51551. We'll be back in a tick. Drive
1: time on RT Radio 1 with Sarah McInerney and Cormac O'Hara.
0: And we're back with the uh, new president of the GA, Charlotte Burns. Sorry about the uh, break there, Charlotte. I was asking you about your priorities.
1: Yes, sorry about that. Uh, anybody who lives in South will will know the mobile phone reception wouldn't be wonderful here. <laughs> but um, yes, I suppose the first thing that people have focused on is the fact that we have appointed Jim Gavin as uh, the chair of the Football Review Group 2024. 2025 is a rule change year in the GAA and rather than bringing all of those motions to Congress, we've decided to do it more strategically. We ask for any motions to be in for 2023. They're going to go through those. They're going to see what the mood of the, of, of the country is. There's a, a, an incredible amount of data regarding the game in the last 10 years and we, we're we just going to look at the type of game that we want for the next 10, 20 years because at the moment while there are plenty of fantastic games being played too many of the games are are, are being spent really just passing around the half forward line And there are tweaks we can make maybe to
0: improve it in that respect. Okay. and since you brought in uh, football in the Football Review Committee, let me ask you about that then. As you say, and I think you mentioned it in an interview with GA.ie, this lateral passing. People are referring to it as a bore. And I know some people, as you mentioned, are intrigued by it. But will you tweak the game so it'll be go-forward football?
1: As much as possible, and there are many people who actually enjoy that, and I think that it's being unfair on defenders because defending is a skill that can be very attractive to watch as well. I
0: Blocking know, but and, I mean, people were happy settings. to watch Arsenal under George Graham. It doesn't mean it was exciting football, though.
1: Yeah, well, Arsenal won plenty under George Graham <laughs> as well, but I'm not. I'm not making that argument. I think you're right. Uh, uh, there is room definitely for, 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 for good defending and for attractive defending, but in games where defences are on top, it means that you're not seeing the, the artistic player and the player getting space, because Realistically Cormac we all know that any forward in order for him to function needs a little bit of space around him to to do what he does best and that's what we want to see. Great scores, great forward play and I think that's what we're lacking at times in some games where we have defences on top or everybody channelling defenders right back. So you wouldn't be against
0: 13 aside, for example or not allowing the ball to go back to your own half?
1: Well, 13 aside is something that a lot of people have said would immediately solve a lot of problems. We also have to be very careful that any rule that we bring in, you know, while it, at the county level it, it, it would work, that means then that we're taking away two players off a team. Let's say on the 14 or on the 16 level, which I'm not too sure would be a good idea. The full back, the full forward, are two very traditional, important roles in in in, in games and, and in teams. And uh, uh, But I'm not ruling that out because I won't be chairing this okay. committee. It, it'll be Jim Gavin and, and his committee will be making all of those decisions. But okay. it's certainly something that has been spoken of as a possible
0: solution. Uh, another huge conundrum you have is the cost of running county teams. 40 million euro was spent in 2023 on running county teams. Surely that's to, that has to be reversed in some way.
1: Yes, and in every single county that I went into last year when I was canvassing for this role, every county said that they were struggling to come up with that money and it was becoming more and there were channeling money from other areas into the county team and it's nobody, Everybody is at fault and everybody's a victim because whenever you hand your team to the new manager, you do so on the expectation that he is going to deliver and managers operate in a very high performance culture, they are expected to win and they want to be better than the rest and it's the backroom teams are getting bigger and, and the nutrition side of it and the cardiovascular side of it so I suppose we have to remember we are an amateur game and the people who suffer at the, at, at the finish up really are our players and I would argue that, you know, our players, our amateurs, our professionals in everything apart from the fact that we don't pay them for their services. And I think we need to give our players se- some semblance of their lives back and county officials as well to give them a little bit of breathing space. This is going to be difficult, but there is definitely a mood now in the country to, to change this.
0: And are you seeking to uh, reverse the, the funding or the financing of county teams in a way to help with the integration of the GA and the LGFA and the... Camogie Association, as well, because it was mentioned, wasn't it, at, at uh, the conference at Congress that integration would put a strain on GA resources. So, if you roll back in the amount that the GA has to fund certain teams, well, then you have more money for integration.
1: That is right Cormac, we almost have to go back to stay still and in the last 10 years we have doubled the amount of money we are spending on, on county teams we just simply can't continue, that's unsustainable, it's, a, it's really a waste of money in many respects as well because we all know there can only be so many winners at the, at the, at the end of the year and as we prepare for integration and equality we have to make sure that if we, are, we, we cannot simply be tripling the 40 million into 120 million a year or else we'll become insolvent and we do have a lot of other priorities as well, particularly around infrastructure. There's, I think, there's about 40 different infrastructure projects going on. We have Loud, Kildare, Navin, in New York, Waterford and of course Casement Park all being rebuilt. And Sample Stadium is another priority for us. And I'm not saying that we should put all our money into infrastructure, mm. but part of what we do as an association has to be creating spectator comfort at our grounds and expectations of our, of our supporters have risen in the last 20 years and we simply cannot expect them to have have the conditions in our county grounds that that they have become used to in the last 20
0: years. Yeah, and I'm going to ask you about integration in just a second, but is that right? Uh, If integration happens, it'll put a strain on GA resources. So who's going to lose Uh, out? Who'll lose out? What counties, uh, Gerlis?
1: Well, it, it will put a strain on county resources if we have not prepared for it financially ourselves and if we don't stop the spending that we are making on county teams. And I think that... That shouldn't stop us integrating. I think that you know it is very important that, that we do integrate and that there is equality for all of the county teams. And but I just think we have to do it in an orderly way. That's why mm-hmm. this is going to take three years because we we have to get our house in order ourselves. Uh, and if you don't get your costs, that's
0: a key question. Then if you don't roll back those costs adequately in three years, could it stall integration?
1: Well, no, I don't think it will. I don't think that should because counties will realise themselves very quickly that they simply cannot... Uh, honour the, the sort of costs that we are paying out to the backroom teams and to the size of panels and the number of training sessions that are taking place. There are some counties who train five, six times a week. That, that's from an amateur status perspective and amateur status is one of our values. We simply can't continue with that. So that's why this new amateur status committee will have such a wide remit and I'm really interested to see what proposals okay. come up. It. And one of them will be, Cormac, where... We're going to licence each county where each county will have to apply for a licence and that will come into good governance, audit and risks and making sure that the money is being spent wisely.
0: Can I ask about integration? It's a question I asked of your uh, predecessor. Uh, would you be happy or would you like for the men and women's game to be uh, funded equally?
1: Well, I think that that's something that the integration committee will have to grapple with. And even in the current situation, the protocols which have been agreed for ladies football and camogie, uh, part of which is being funded by the GAA, do not actually have that at the moment. Why not? An argument What's
0: your view that on that?
1: Well, there is an argument to say that as it stands at the moment, the stakes in men's football and hurling are incredibly high, given the amount of pressure that there is on players, the amount of, of obligations that they have, the amount of training that they do. But I would like to move it not to the a same situation for the women, where we can equalise it.
0: it. Are the stakes not as high uh, for the women's game?
1: Well, sometimes you know, Armagh, for example, played their match yesterday live on television in front of thirteen thousand people uh, against Donegal. And that does create an extra layer of expectation and pressure on players. And I know, because my son was one of them, and I'm not saying that, that, that equality shouldn't mean that everybody should get the same tra- training, uh, training expenses, travelling expenses, meals after games. Of course they should whenever full integration comes. But as we go towards that, I think that it's important we do it incrementally because all of this is inevitably going to come at a cost to the, to the counties. And this is why this process that I have embarked on is so important us to ready ourselves whenever that moment comes.
0: Mm. So no to equal funding at the moment, uh, I suppose, is what you're saying. Can I ask you about Casement Park? Because it was carried in the headlines there. You're, uh, is it true that you, as, as the new president of the GA, uh, are saying no more money from us on, ca- on the Casement Park uh, redevelopment?
1: That's correct, because um, we, we have pledged £15 million, uh, and added to the government, government money, which the Irish government have very generously given to the GAA, it's now gone up to £55 million that the GAA is offering. And I don't see why we should have to go beyond that for a number of reasons. Firstly, we haven't budgeted for it. There's a very laborious process to be gone through before you can start uh, uh, making pledges like that. I don't have the power to say that uh, we should be given any extra money. The GAA's Infrastructure and Finance Committee and Ard Corlea will make those decisions. But I just think that it is very unfair, given the fact that the GAA were happy with the original plan, which was a multi-purpose stadium at the May's Complex, £330 million was what that was going to cost. It's not our fault. We were not the people who pulled out of that. So I think now that the Euros are coming, if we want a stadium that is to the specifications required of the Euros, it is going to take a lot more money, and I don't think that the GA yeah. should
0: be paying. So it. there's a huge shortfall. So unless uh, the UK government or uh, Dublin ponies up, it, it won't be redeveloped for the Euros. Is that the message?
1: Well, we are waiting now for Chris Heaton-Harris, the Secretary of State, to make good on the promise that he made to us in May 2023 that um, that now that the Euros have, have come to Belfast, that he is going to commit to, to building a stadium to commensurate with the needs of UEFA Cup matches. And tomorrow we are meeting UEFA officials in Belfast and we just hope that those people leave with the confidence that the British government is going to, to actually bar through her and marie her, as they
0: say, and they are going to do as they say. OK, and we'll uh, wait and see. I asked people what they wanted to ask you um, at the very start of the programme. And online ticketing and paying for tickets at the Stiles with cash was mentioned again, again, Charlotte uh, And um, Nikki Brennan, I know, former GA President at Congress, says they might be going to games with the walking sick, but they're still entitled to respect. And he mentioned older uh, supporters going to the grounds and not being able to put their hand in their pocket and pay for tickets at Stiles with cash. Is that a big mistake being made by the GA at the moment?
1: a few things to that because I stewarded all the RMA matches and I'm usually around the back of the stand for people coming. I can tell you that in all of the games that I've ever stewarded at, not one person was ever stopped from going through the turnstile because they didn't have the money. We would always let people through. We could say, you can get us again. But here's the difficulty to be facing and this is an important point. Audit and risk and good governance is a crucial part of how we do our business in the GAA. And we have to be able to have audited accounts. Every county board is responsible for their accounts at the end of the year to make sure that they are unqualified and not qualified accounts. And that is a, that is a very high standard we hold our counties to. Now, cash creates difficulty and it creates volatility. And it's different in a business where you can handle cash. But in the GAA, we are handling other people's money. And we know that once once I buy a ticket online... That money is going straight to the GAA. And remember, 83 pence of every euro or every pound that we earn goes back into mm. the communities. And we have a responsibility to make sure of that. Uh, once you have cash at the turnstiles, you are introducing volatility and unsurity. Yeah, and but I just think for that, see, for that Charles, price, then for the a belief, price of going online and buying them, I think it's worth paying.
0: But then there's a belief that managers uh, and other people in the GAA are being... Paid cash or been given expenses in cash, or that cash is being used in other areas of the GA. And I know you've looked at, uh, you say you look at this and maybe stamp it out. Is there a two tier system of the GA then?
1: Well, it's very important to make a distinction here. The GA do not pay anybody in cash. Every, every penny who we pay to all our employees and to our 360 full-time coaches that we have is made correctly our accounts are all audited externally and they were available and published on
0: our website you, you talked about this yourself and you said uh, let, me, let yes. me put the quote to you just to be absolutely uh, fair Uh, everybody's going to quote the famous Peter Quinn statement that we couldn't even find the table, never mind the the under-the-table payments to team managers. You say, it's easier to find the table now. The world has changed irrevocably with regard to how we process our financial uh, arrangement. Uh, What did you mean by that then?
1: Well, what I meant by that was that it's easier to find the table now because all companies and all organisations have to have fully audited accounts and show where all their money is going. So part of the reason why the amateur status report is being looked at again is that, you know, everything has to be looked at, including the risk that we have in terms of governance of cash payments to managers. We certainly do not acquiesce with anybody who would be given uh, uh, managers uh, uh, backdoor payments.
0: So there are no under the the table payments now in the GA, is that right?
1: No, I'm not saying that at all. But I think what you are saying to me is that because some people dishonestly might pay cash, the people that the GA should bring cash into the turnstiles, and I'm saying that we shouldn't conflate the two, that the, uh, the GA has a particular way of doing things. And I, I actually agree with it. I fully understand what Nikki Brennan said. I great respect for Nikki, But what I'm saying is our experience is that we, we haven't had that at the turnstiles. And if you look at, for example... Uh, In the south, you can buy tickets for cash at Centra and Super Value stores and bring your ticket with you. But we have to always have one eye on our auditing process to make sure that our governance is good and that all the money that is given to our association is going to the right place.
0: Would you be happy then, on another matter, for more grounds, more GA grounds across the country to have sponsors uh, and for that name of the ground to be changed in order to facilitate the sponsor?
1: There are some grounds, like for example Croke Park, will always be Croke Park. We will never change that because it is such an iconic venue and it is such an important uh, emotional place for the GAA. But, um, you know, at the Athletic Grounds, our own ground, we were delighted whenever Boxit came in uh, and, and they decided to sponsor it. And it is a really, really good source of revenue for many, many counties. So I'm certainly Casement not Park? that, corner. Well, Casement Park, inevitably, I would imagine there will be a sponsor come in there. That will be a decision for the Antrim County Board and the Ulster GA whenever it is built. But we will focus our minds firstly on getting it built. And once that happens, naming rights, pouring rights, all of those other things will come into
0: focus. Okay, it's going to be an interesting uh, three years for you as GA president. Coorders, as I say, uh, Charlotte Burns, Ucht rón and Hummel Lutlas Gael,